You are listening to episode 51 of the Live Free Podcast. Welcome to the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Quinn, and I am a mom on a mission to help you launch, grow, and scale a profitable freelance business from home. Join me each week for tangible business advice along with inspiring interviews, all designed to help you mom strong, work smart, and live free. If you are loving this podcast, finding yourself motivated or inspired, learning something new, or just a fan of the show, do me a favor and help me spread the message. Screenshot the episode, add it to your Insta stories, and tag me at Michaela.Quinn. Every share helps me reach more and more moms, and I may just share your share and feature you in my Insta stories too, because together we can take over the world. All right, mama, it's time. Grab your coffee, water, or wine because we are starting. Today is a live free first. The first male voice is coming to the podcast. The man that stole my heart in a dingy fraternity party house with carpet that you could not wear flip-flops on because if you did and you took a step, you'd lose your shoes and you'd be walking practically on staph infection. Yet, my amazingly awesome but also frustrating at times husband is coming on the podcast today. And I did fall in love with him in that gross, dingy house. You may have seen him make an appearance on my Instagram stories or seen me vent about his frustrating snoring habits and his anti-my calm app tendencies on Facebook. But he's a great partner, an even better dad, and a huge supporter and cheerleader of my business. I am so thankful the other turds that I dated in my younger years did not pan out. There's no one else I could be doing this parenthood and adult thing with. He loves me despite my many, many flaws and quirks and challenges me to be a better version of myself. Our relationship is not perfect. No one's is, but he is the perfect partner for me. And I could not have built my business, replaced my income while still teaching, and then transitioned into online course creator without his support, his help, and his love. I am bringing him on the podcast today to talk about the husband's perspective on the wife and mama breaking those molds and starting her own business. For a lot of you, this freelancing world is probably very new still, or it was at least when you first got started. It was to me and it was to Colin. And if you are intrigued by it and ready to get started and you go to your husband with the, so I follow this girl on the internet and she said, I can quit my job and work from home doing freelancing. Your husband, if he's anything like mine, is probably like, what the heck are you talking about? This isn't real. Find a new dream, right? Like that's totally how it was for us back then. Colin was Cautiously supportive though in the beginning, but I felt like he was just holding his breath the whole time, waiting for me to give this up and just accept that I would either have to teach for the rest of my life or find a new job. However, I was determined to prove him wrong. And I did. But I know that this is a conversation and a roadblock that many of you may be facing because it has been mentioned in the Overwhelmed to Overbooked course group. And it's been mentioned in the free group. And I've even had email chains back and forth with women letting me know that they want to go all in, but they're struggling with getting their spouse on board. In my early days, I even had to do a few calls with husbands to answer their questions and chat through some of their concerns. So I wanted to invite Colin on the podcast today to chat about his experience, what he was feeling, what he was thinking, and what I could have done better way back then to have got 
him on board with freelancing so that you can learn from my mistakes and our conversation on how to get your husband and get your spouse on board. It was a really insightful conversation for myself, and I hope it is insightful and helpful to you as well. And I'd also love to hear from you too. On Instagram, send me a DM or come chat with me in the Facebook group if this episode was helpful to you, if it helps you have that conversation with your husband, and or if there's more questions that we can bring Colin back on and and get the husband's perspective on as well. So without further ado, let's go meet my sweet, cute, but let's be real, he's also a man and frustrating husband, Colin. Colin. Welcome to the Live Free Podcast. I am so excited to have you here today and chat with you. And thanks for begrudgingly agreeing to do this. I would say I'm not quite as excited to be here, but I uh, am a normal amount of excited. Not quite (laughs) as excited as you are, but I'm there. We appreciate it. Now, to start, go ahead and just tell us about you and what you do. I am a father of three. A uh, husband of one that I know of. <laughs> I am an attorney. Uh, I practice construction litigation. So I am doing almost the opposite of what Michaela does. I am handling uh, disputes between contractors, subcontractors, and it puts Michaela to sleep uh, talking about what I, what I do. Yes. So typically on our episodes, I like to dive in more to like what our guest does and how they got there and, you know, see what we can learn from their, their journey and their story. But I'm not so much interested in how, how you became a construction litigator, but I think it would be fun since we're not going to dive into that piece. I thought it would be fun if you could tell everyone how we met and your words, how we met, how we dated. In my words, that's a gamble. <laughs> okay. Well, they've heard my version, so let's hear yours. Okay. Well, I was a junior, right? No, no, I was a senior, right? Yes. We had met before, but I didn't know who you were. You were a freshman, and you thought I was I was awesome. I didn't know who you were. And then senior year, you, you got up the guts to introduce yourself to me, and we met through mutual friends. We all got together at various parties and uh, got to know each other. Uh, we exchanged numbers one night. I think it was on the pretext of you wanting to post game or, you know, hang out after the bars had closed. And I would wake up every morning and with a text message saying, hey, where are you? And I, I could tell from there that she was certainly interested in me. So I, I played the slow game <laughs> after that. But we did it, started dating right towards the end of my senior year of college. Well, that's sort of accurate. That was sort of an accurate portrayal of how we met. My freshman year of college, my first night out ever as like a, woo, I'm, I'm in college. I, I'm like, I can do all this. I went to a party and it happened to be at Colin's house that year. And it was, oh God, it was the grossest house ever, but it was so fun back in the day. Now you couldn't pay me to eat a meal in that house. And I saw him, I walk into this party and I saw him dancing on a table to Sweet Caroline. And in that moment, in my head, I swear I looked at him and was like, I'm going to marry that man. And I put together this calculated plan. No, I didn't. I just, I just thought that to myself and the stars just aligned my sophomore year, his senior year, and the rest is history. 
Now, I didn't bring you on to really dive into our relationship background, but I did bring you on to give us the husband's perspective on working from home and talking through your hesitations, what was going through your mind and where where it's gone from there. So my first question would for you is, do you remember what was going on in your head, in your mind? That year right after McLaren was born, when I was so unhappy and really just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and trying to figure out how to quit my job. Do you remember like what was going through your head? Sure. I think you clearly wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I think that had been your goal before McLaren was ever uh, in existence or before you became pregnant with McLaren. But from a practical standpoint, you know, we did talk about it, especially more around the time when you were pregnant with George was my recollection of you wanting to first start really trying to get uh, uh, working from home and being a freelancer. Well, I guess I was a little skeptical because you had a teaching degree. You had been trained to be a teacher, but I was a little skeptical of you going from a a position where you were educated in, that you were trained in to go to something that, that I had no experience in and that you had no experience in. So I was pretty skeptical of how um, you would have been able to pull it off because at the time, you know, we certainly couldn't have lived on one income. We needed the income, you know, in a steady way. So I guess skeptical is the word that comes to mind. Why do you think you are so skeptical and like hesitant of this? Uh, I guess probably because I just don't know anything about it. And I didn't know if you knew anything about it. You know, vast majority of the people I know are in fields where they're trained in from school, if they were finance they're in the finance departments of their companies. If they're attorneys, they're attorneys. If they're engineers, they're engineers. Uh, but from go to something that you were licensed in, trained in, to go to something that I had no idea if you knew what you were doing and we needed a steady income. We, we couldn't have waited months at a time for you to sort of build it up. I, I was concerned about our financial future and, and our ability to keep up with the mortgage and bills, et cetera, et cetera. Do you remember? So to give a little background of like, where we started. If this, if you guys haven't heard all of the other podcast episodes, kind of where I explain my journey from teacher to freelancer to online course creator, my first, I'll try to sum this up like super fast. My first year teaching, we were planning our wedding. Second year teaching, we got married and I found out I was pregnant. Third year teaching, I went back. I had my daughter that June prior to my third year and I went back and late September. That was the year when I talk about like that unhappy year. That was that year because I wanted to be at home, but we couldn't live on one income. And so then at that end of the, that was the year I started learning about freelancing. And towards the end of that year, I went part-time for the following year. So my fourth year, I, I was teaching part-time and building this freelance business. So I wanted to give that background. I but, totally forgot about the part-time year. Yeah. Did you uh, do the freelancing stuff before you knew about your pregnancy with George? Which one was it? So I had started freelancing or like looking into this when McLaren was six months old because your Danny, your cousin, had told me about the HireMyMom.com. And so I went there and was trying to start, you know, landing clients. And I kept applying to all these things and never quite really got anywhere. But then we we looked at our budget. We finagle. I was able to finagle it and finagle you to make it so that I could go part-time. Mm-hmm. And then that summer when I went was go, preparing to go to work part-time, we found out I was pregnant with George. And that's when I started to, I wouldn't say panic, <laughs> but uh, growing concern was, was, uh, 
was kind of how I felt once we found out that we had George and or we were going to have George. And at the time, with the teacher's salary, it made no sense for her to continue working. So we had to do something. That was kind of when I remember you first doing the freelancing. Mm, okay. That makes a lot of sense because that year I was kind of searching and applying for jobs in the background, trying to like get something to replace my income, but I never got anything. And so then it became the, okay, I'm going to go part-time. And then once we realized that I was going part-time, I kind of stopped applying for all of those jobs for a while and then just was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the part-time thing. And then summer came and I just wanted to enjoy that summer with McLaren and soak it up. So June, I didn't really do anything. But then now it's kind of coming back to me. It was like that July-ish June, found out we were pregnant with George and you were like, I'm pretty sure you accused me of not taking this seriously and that I was never going to get a client. My recollection was that I was scared that I did think that we were going to have a lot of issues uh, with you staying at home. And I do remember getting in a fight. We were driving down I-35. And I thought that you weren't making any effort to get clients, not that you wouldn't get clients. Oh, okay. So I just wanted to kind of show that there was this hesitancy and this, you know, being scared on on Colin's part in that beginning, because now he is the biggest supporter of my business and the biggest encourager and cheerleader and supporter. And he was in the beginning. You weren't like, no, absolutely. You can't do that. You know, we talked about it and you were very much a team together, but you, you were scared that I wasn't going to follow through and actually do it, which I think is very valid. I, I had started the bow business and <laughs> <laughs> the bow business. stop it. Oh my gosh. I had started the bow business and that, you know, was kind of like a hot minute thing. And so I can see from your perspective being like, oh God, she, she likes to shop. She likes to spend. Mm -hmm. She's not going to stay at home and like sacrifice and live to a budget. So I can see that like being scared of bankrupting our family, that fear, very valid fear. Let's talk about when I switched from teacher to a freelancer, what started to change your mind? And like, where did you see that? Oh yeah. Like freelancing is legit. I think it was, it was probably pretty early. I think you were acquiring a client or two, but I remember there was a time where you were getting up Every day at like five o'clock in the morning, I would come downstairs early in the morning. You you had already been awake for about an hour and a half talking to other women um, and you guys were kind of all supporting each other. I'm like, I couldn't imagine waking up at five o'clock in the morning to support somebody else. But you were doing that and I'm like, wow, she is taking this seriously. She's getting good ideas and she's tracking down clients and then money started to start to come in. So I'm like, okay, this is obviously working. I was uh, wrong, uh, I guess, for having doubted you, but I just didn't know anything about it. But I think it's when you, when you started really putting an effort to or towards it is when I started to see that you were very serious about it and that you were going to make it work, obviously. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. Yep. That's, that's interesting. So it sounds like seeing that actual effort sounds like was a big moment for you. And then also seeing the money coming in, actually seeing that it's a business and she gets paid. Yeah. I mean, I think the effort first and then money second. But every once in a while, you say, hey, I picked up a new client. I'm going to get about 10 hours out of them this month. And then you'd have, you'd have another one and another one. And you were actually working on client files when I was getting home. And uh, in the morning, you were doing stuff. And you were saying, Colin, I, I can't do this because I'm busy doing work. I'm like, okay, well, wow, this is actually, she's pulling this off. So, um, you know, it was the effort, I think, that was first before um, the money. 
in the beginning, what are some things that I could have done to get you on board from the beginning? Well, I think you could have done everything differently. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I had, uh, I mean, I think as a guy, I think, you know, I'm not trying to speak for every guy out there, but we're pragmatic results, you know, results driven. And I think maybe have been explained to me what I had never heard of freelancing. So the concept of freelancing didn't register with me at all. Maybe some research, uh, figures, projections, things like that. Uh, what your expenses would have been uh, sitting me down and saying, here's the target clients. Here's what I can bring to the table as a former teacher, you know, ability to communicate well and speak publicly, et cetera, et cetera. I think that would have got a lot longer ways than just saying, just saying, I want to work from home and be a freelancer. That would have been a lot better. <laughs> do everything differently. Don't do, don't, <laughs> don't do, do anything did. Michaela did. Don't do anything I did. That's basically the, like, if you didn't catch episode, oh gosh, I can't remember what episode it was, maybe 45 or 44, six mistakes I made while freelancing. Basically, this podcast is a learn from my mistakes. So to kind of sum up that up, if you are struggling to get your husband on board from, from a guy's perspective, some things that, especially if your husband is pragmatic, in that like traditional boring corporate world, you could just show them the research and sit down and kind of explain what freelancing is kind of like the resources that I provide you in the beginning. When you find me and my resources, I talk a lot about what freelancing is. So just sharing that information and having, having that conversation with your spouse. Now I want to ask you this, how has me running a business and starting freelancing, how has it impacted our family? Like we are past the cross your fingers, hope this works out phase. How has me running a business impacted our family? Well, I certainly think that you're, uh, you're happier, at least with respect to your career. And if mom's happy, I think everyone's a little bit more happy around the house. And you know, financially, it's, certain, it's certainly made a huge impact on our family. You know, running your own successful business is going to bring in a lot more money and give you a lot more independence than a teacher. No offense to the teachers out there. But I really think those two things, um, your flexibility, your ability to control you know, your day versus going to a job like me, I think has given you, you know, a lot more control and independence and just made you happier as well. So that, that funnels down to the rest of us, to the rest of us below you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I have a question, another, one other question. This isn't on the script. This is not a scripted question. I had to give Colin my questions ahead of time. I want you to talk about now that, you know, you get your husband on board to kind of be supportive of you starting a freelance business. Now, the next thing I think that you did, once you saw that effort and you saw that this was a real possibility, you became way more supportive beyond just words. So maybe could you talk about what you did to support me and help me that year and kind of on how you how our kind of relationship dynamic has changed that gave me more of like freedom and flexibility to build my business? Well, I guess at the beginning, the very, very beginning, there is some form of, you know, tightening the belt a little bit just because switching jobs in general is going to, you know, there's going to be a slight dip there. But other than that, I would say with a freelancer, the hours aren't as traditional. So if you do have a traditional job, you know, if you go to work you know, early in the morning and come home late, same time every day, a freelancer doesn't have those hours. They're working on the weekends, working at nights. Um, when the kids are asleep, they're just finding time. So pitching in, um, on the nights and weekends is certainly something that you're going to have to do and that I believe I did. You know, taking McLaren out of the house just when she's being rambunctious just to get her out in a way just so you can work, you know, on client files. 
just that kind of stuff, helping clean more. And I'm doing all the cooking now, all of the cooking. Yes. He, I do not have to cook anymore and it's glorious. Thanks to Home Chef. <laughs> yeah. But really that's part of, that's going to be kind of part of it. But I think you're going to see in exchange more income coming to your family, depending on obviously what they were doing beforehand. Well, my last question for you. Okay. Thank you, by the way, for being here today. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Of course, always. Anytime. <laughs> oh God. We're not gonna we're not gonna make this irregular. <laughs> no, you didn't do bad. It's it's me, not you. Where can my listeners connect with you? Uh <laughs> nowhere because you don't have social media. Correct. <laughs> if you have any words of encouragement or messages you want me to pass along to Colin, you can just share them with me. All jokes aside, Colin does not have social media. He does not believe in that. He used to, but then Facebook let his account get hacked and he sued him and shut it down. So that's Colin. I hope that was helpful in some way to kind of see the husband's perspective of where they're coming from with their hesitance towards starting something new and got some good ideas on how you can have that conversation and approach it with your husband so that they can become a supporter and support you in your business because... I could not have built my business without Colin's support and without his help. All right. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for tuning in. I hope it was helpful. All right. Talk soon. Now, just because the episode is over, doesn't mean the knowledge party has to stop. Come hang out with me and thousands of other mamas in my free Facebook group. Just search Facebook for the Live Free Podcast Mastermind with Michaela Clint or go to the show notes. We have it linked there. And make sure you answer the questions so our gatekeeper knows that you want to end. And don't forget, sharing is caring. If you are loving this podcast, please take a moment to share it with your friends. But make sure you tag me at Michaela.Quinn on Instagram and at Michaela Quinn on Facebook. See you next week.